for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we're back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Brenda Kay, all the way from Chattanooga, Tennessee. How's it going today, Brenda? It's going great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Like I mentioned uh, when you first jumped on here, I knew you were from Chattanooga, but you threw me off with the Saints, the Saints blanket, and I was just like, well, I mean, I guess... Tennessee doesn't really have a football team. Like, I mean, they do, oh, but are they? But they haven't done. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so since we're on that topic, what's your connection to the Saints? Like, if, are you, you're not from Louisiana, are you? No, not from Louisiana. Um, you know, I just started paying really close attention when they won the Super Bowl back in uh, back several years ago and just really was impressed with Drew Brees and his work ethic and everything that he's done. So I've just kind of been following him ever since. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. So first of all, I want to thank you so much for giving us the time to sit down and chat. I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to this. So, um, but let's kind of take a step back and get to learn a little bit more about you and who you are. So, What's your origin story? What got you into music? You know, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I grew up on the Eastern Shore of Maryland and um, I guess went to college, got my degree in accounting. Didn't love it at all. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I've always liked writing. So about maybe about eight years ago, started thinking about writing songs. I've always loved music and the two just seemed to kind of fit together really naturally for me. And so I jumped into songwriting and that has kind of progressed into um, putting my own songs out as an artist, which is what I really love doing. Awesome. And who are some of your uh, music influences? Um, I would say probably Sarah Evans, Terry Clark, uh, Kenny Chesney. Um, There are so many great artists. It's so hard to even just narrow that field down. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and then as far as your creative, creative, um, create, when you sit down to write, what's kind of like your creative, I can't even think of what I'm trying to say now. What, what, what's kind of your, um, out, or how do you, when you sit down to write, dang it. Like with my process? Is yeah, that creative process. There you go. I don't know why. I just had like the worst brain fart ever. <laughs> creative process. I say it all the time and I could not get it out for the life of creative process. Yeah, you know, it it kind of varies from song to song. Um, a lot of times, I guess somebody will either say something or I'll see something and I think, oh, that's a great idea for a song. Usually something catchy, a hook that's kind of cool and I'll start thinking about where that story might go and um, you know grab my guitar and sit down and start coming up with some lyrics and some melody lines or you know sometimes I'm just sitting with my guitar playing and you know something just seems to come out of nowhere so it it just kind of varies. 
Awesome. It depends if I'm writing with someone else, because if you're writing with someone else, that process is always different depending who you're writing with. And even people that I've written with several times, you know, we come in and some days you're the person that comes up with the hook and other days you're the person that just seems to spill everything out. And, you know, it just really depends. Yeah, absolutely. How often do you get a chance to write with somebody? Because I know that's like a really big thing in Nashville. And yeah. Chattanooga is not far from Nashville. It's like an hour or so. About two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Okay. Um, you know, Chattanooga is a little different though because we have some really great singer songwriters here, but most of them are not in that um, in the Nashville mindset where they feel like they want to or need to write with other people. So locally, I do have a few people that I write with. I wind up either going to Nashville to write or writing online usually when I'm writing with someone, but. But yeah, I do a little bit, not as much as probably people that live in Nashville that write all the time with other people. Gotcha, gotcha. And then as far, like obviously in the the state of the world currently, things aren't aren't the way they should be or you're not being able to get out to do much. But um, are you doing anything right now to kind of push yourself creatively as a musician? You know, for me, like... I started writing, I didn't actually, I hadn't played the guitar when I started writing. Um, so I started sort of picking up the guitar and all of my guitar playing was kind of focused around my writing, just kind of getting through the song. So since we've had this kind of downtime, if you want to call it that, and I haven't been writing as much, I've actually been focused a lot more on working on my guitar skills and vocal skills and just everything like that. So. I haven't I haven't slowed down and then of course as an independent artist there's always the promoting your songs and doing all the stuff that you do behind the scenes that everybody doesn't see but that's all keeping me really busy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh there's a lot more to the music business than just going out and doing shows. Yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, but have you been uh since the pandemic hit have you kind of been experimenting with like the virtual shows and doing like virtual live streams and stuff like that? Um, I've done a, a few videos and then we did do one live stream, but we haven't done a whole lot as far as the live streams. Gotcha. Gotcha. Is that something that you want to do more of or is it? Yeah. Yeah. I think we will, um, trying to get used to the technology and see what kind of works and trying to, you know, make our sound a little better. Cause I think last time it was just whatever we had on our phone was our, you know, kind of our video camera and need a little bit better sound equipment to get a little bit better sound and yeah yeah so we're kind of working through some of those bugs yeah we 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 landed on a few of those bugs ourselves because oh, kind of like the big platform for us was we've been using zoom throughout the entire thing and i was like well let's do a virtual show let's bring some musicians in and get them to play except i didn't realize zoom has a automatic eq and an automatic compressor to kind of keep everything clean for like meetings and stuff but when you start playing music it'll eq out the guitar and if you have if you're doing like a two-part harmony type thing it'll compress the vocals into oh, one wow. like hollow mess that just sounds like you're yelling down a tin can oh no and so it's like okay you got to go through and shut all that off which it isn't hard but if you don't know to do that Right, exactly. You know, and if you're doing it on a cell phone, you can't shut any of that off because the cell phone app isn't as intuitive. Uh, so, yeah. 
you know. Those are always the fun little things you find out as you're doing them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but so you just had a new single release, right. Unplug and Recharge. It released uh, the end of May. How's that? How's the uh, reception to that song been? It's been really good. People seem to really be loving it. I've gotten a lot of comments from fans, people that have said that, you know, it just, it, it really touched them that, that other people felt this way and they felt the need to unplug and recharge. And mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, everybody needs to sometimes. So. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it is very, or it's very um, timely right now because a lot of people, they're kind of being forced to, unplug and recharge because exactly. yeah exactly. So it's a very timely song right now I think um, there's a lot of stress around the pandemic so people kind of need to unplug from that for a little bit too so it's been kind of cool yeah absolutely um so what was kind of the process when you um were sitting down to write that song how long have you had you been sitting on it when did you record it you know um yeah so let I'm trying to think when I wrote that. I think I wrote that back like last spring. So a little over a year ago, I was actually sitting with one of my friends and we were just talking about, I don't remember what the post was. There was something on Facebook and we were kind of laughing about, you know, it's like, oh, another one of those. And, you know, we said, sometimes you just need to unplug and recharge. And we're like, oh, there's a song idea. So um, we got together and we started working on the song and then we recorded it. I know I had it recorded before last summer because I believe the video got shot like either last July or August. Okay. So yeah, so we've been sitting on it for a little bit. I almost, I thought about releasing it then and then we held off. Um, I had some other stuff going on and I was going to release the EP before I released anything. And then we decided to go back and just release it as a single. So mm -hmm. yeah. And actually singles are still a really effective way to promote an album right now, especially if... Yeah like Spotify is a way you're going because those singles will, if you can time your single release, right. Um, you'll definitely be able to kind of keep yourself in the algorithm. And then once you drop the full e or the EP, you know, it's right there. So, right. yeah, which is really cool. Um, so do you, you recorded the, uh, song in Nashville, correct? Uh, it was recorded in Nashville. The music tracks actually were recorded here in, in Chattanooga. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, actually, my co-writer played a lot of the music tracks. He's a, he's a fantastic musician. So that's kind of cool. Gotcha. Um, and so as you're kind of like still exploring your creativeness and your building upon your musical abilities, what was the experience like going into the studio to record a song like unplug and recharge or the entire ep as it is um i've always enjoyed going in the studio i you know i got to do that a bit because as a songwriter i go in and i demo songs to mm -hmm. pitch to other artists so i i've been in the studio working with the same studio for the, probably the last eight years i guess what was different was trying to figure out as I'm writing songs for me what did I want to say as an artist versus just trying to write stuff that I thought other people would want to sing and you know pitch to other artists as I would see pitches come open um so that was a little different because I it's like you know I can do anything I want now I'm, I'm making the decision whether I want the song or not and so that was 
that was kind of different. And then, you know, how do I want to produce that as a, as an artist, not just pitching it to someone else. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, and so for the EP, do you have a release date on that yet? Um, not yet. We've got another single that's going to be coming out before the EP and that'll probably come out sometime in August, either the middle to the end of August. And then the EP will probably be, um, two or three months after that, I guess. Gotcha. Awesome. And would you, are you hoping to be able to get out and play and do like a release show or something, or is that <laughs> all like pandemic pending type stuff? Yeah, we'll have to see. I, you know, I hope so, but now they're calling for, you know, this, the stuff to hit again back in the fall. So I guess we'll have to kind of play it by ear and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if not, maybe we'll do a virtual one. Yeah. Get the, uh, get the audio yeah. situation figured out. You know, it's the virtual shows are cool, but if you don't have the ability to have decent audio and it really doesn't even take that much to make the audio decent, it's just, you got to take into account the uh, natural compression of the internet, you know, r ambient room noise, you know, there's just a lot of little things that you got to take into consideration. So, right. yeah. Um, but one of the things that we like to do here on live and amplified is we like to pass on knowledge to younger musicians. And since you, um, you come at it as a very seasoned writer. I'm kind of interested to ask you a couple of questions about um, what advice would you have for musicians that are kind of trying to find themselves creatively or struggling to find themselves creatively? That's a good question. As far as, you know, you mean as far as like what kind of songs they want to record? Yeah, or? or like finding their voice, I guess, is like finding their sound or finding their... I guess I would just say to find things that you're passionate about because when you're, you know, the songs that you want to sing, usually I think they come out better or you put more into them when there's something that you feel strongly about, whether it's, you know, a love song, you know, we hear plenty of those out there you know, and certainly if they're heartfelt, then they come across better, but, um, or if it's, you know, I know there's probably a lot of songs out there right now going on about the pandemic and the social distancing and just how that's making people feel. But I think any time that you put your heart into it, it's going to come out better in the long run. Gotcha. Yeah. Being authentic to you is just finding out what's authentic to you. You know, that, that's really good advice, really sound advice. Um, what about for like musicians that are maybe getting ready to step into the studio for the first time? I would say to find people that you trust um, because you can go into the studio and even if you have fantastic musicians, um, they can lay fantastic tracks. But at the end, you know, when it all gets mixed, you also have to have somebody that's that's good at that and get several people to listen because you get people's people that have good experienced ears that can hear things sometimes that you don't hear. And they're like, you hear that right there. And I'm like, okay, I hear it now that you pointed it out, but like I would have missed it. Or, I, you know, maybe I've just listened to it so many times that it's, you, you get like just deaf to it or something, mm. um, you know, get people that you trust and get several people to listen and don't be afraid to say, Hey, I, I don't like that mix. I think this needs to be pulled back or this needs to come out a little louder. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And 
you know, that's actually really good advice. It's really interesting because it's like, I've definitely, I'm not a mixing genius. I barely know the basics. (laughs) Just be learning because I have to, like we do a lot of live performances and we're not always able to get stuff out as quickly as I want to. So it's like, okay, well, I'll start mixing and mastering like the solo acoustic stuff. And I'll go and listen to stuff, something that I mixed and mastered two weeks ago and I'll come back and listen to it. And I'm like, wait, what the heck was I thinking? Like, you know, and just, you, get, you do, you get kind of tone deaf to stuff after you listen for a while. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then on the reverse is I've definitely, there's been some situations where I'm hearing things that aren't there. Like if you're if you listen to it one way the entire time, so like if there's a like a hiss in the microphone or something, and even though you may have it out, you still hear it because you've just kind of been trained to pick up on that. You know, it's just really interesting. Um, But yeah, just kind of being able to a have somebody else there that you can trust. And B, even if you don't, you're aren't in that situation, not being afraid to take a step back and come back to the project and be like, okay. Yeah. And ask questions. You know, those people that have been in the studio that you're working with the engineer and, and the other musicians ask questions. Hey, I, I hear something that sounds a little off to me and, you know, maybe it's not, but let them, let them take a listen. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so well, obviously, with the pandemic, you're not able to get out and play shows right now. But um, when there isn't a global pandemic, how many shows a year do you usually get up to play? Or, um, You know, I'm so new. I haven't done that many shows. Um, this past year is actually the first year that we've gotten out live. Um, mm-hmm. And I did, I think, about four shows this past year. So we're we were actually in the process of starting to really get some stuff booked for this year and then everything got canceled. Yeah. So kind of depressing, but yeah, it happens. Oh, uh, you know, it's, it's just a weird time though. Like, uh, but when you do get out to play, what's the uh, setup? Like, is it you and a, do you bring a band with you or do you do like solo acoustic stuff or what, what's a live show like for you? Yeah, right now um, I have somebody that plays guitar and and I sing. Um, When we did the Facebook Live, um, I had my guitar player and I also play keyboard a little bit. So I did some of the keyboard and he did the guitar stuff. And uh, going forward, hopefully we're going to be doing kind of a combination of me playing some guitar. Um, We may try to set up some um, either loops and things that we can use. Hopefully working towards getting a band you know, or at least, you know, part of a band, a drummer, bass player, you know, have acoustic guitar, electric guitar, that would be great. Gotcha. Awesome. And then how often do you get to actually go to Nashville? Right. When? Yeah. When we're, when we're not having a pandemic, um, I probably go to Nashville once or twice a month. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that is it mainly to do promo work or get out and do shows or all the above? Um, shows, recording, um, I say shows, I haven't really done too much as far as playing in Nashville. Um, I work with a voice coach over there, but, but writing and, uh, we've talked about doing some writers rounds over there. Um, and yeah, definitely would love to find some places and do some shows over there too. Mm. 
Awesome. And so you said you're still really new at this. What's kind of one thing that you've learned or you picked up on as you're really starting to figure out your sound and get out there and trying to get out there and play and stuff like that? What's one of the biggest lessons you've learned so far? Um, hmm. That's a good question. I guess just trying to find ways to connect with the audience um, because that's always important and just trying to learn to kind of relax a little when I'm up there and, you know, enjoy the music and enjoy the people that are out there, you know, as my fans, which is so important for us and, you know, trying to, you know, make sure I'm smiling and I'm paying attention and, and you know, getting the feedback from the audience also kind of helping to see what songs they like, because that's important going to the next show, you know, songs that people don't respond well to, maybe leave that off the set and try something different, so. Um, are you doing a lot, are you doing a heavy mix of covers and originals, or are you trying to keep it mostly originals right now? Um, it's been kind of a mix, probably about half and half. Okay. Yeah. But uh, would, I'm assuming the hope would be that you're doing mostly cover or mostly originals, not cover. Well, yeah, originals. Yeah, working towards that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so when you're not doing music, what do you what are you doing? What do you what do you do to kind of escape from everything? Um, love football. <laughs> um, you know, not this time of year, but um, I also love to go to the movies. That was probably one of my favorite things. You know, we watch movies at home, but for some reason. Uh, it never seems to fail that the phone rings or somebody's texting or, you know, I don't know. There just seems to be endless interruptions when I'm at home. But when I go to a movie theater, I just turn off my phone and I don't pay attention. It's the only time I feel like I watch a movie start to finish with, without being interrupted. And that downtime is really, really nice sometimes because it seems like there's always the social media stuff going on when you're not on stage, when you're not writing you're you're so busy promoting everything on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, Spotify, and everything that's going on. So, yeah, I think that's the only time I truly unplug and recharge is when I go to a movie. Nice. Yeah, I haven't been to a movie. I don't go to the movies a lot just because every time I go, it seems like somebody's always loud and annoying. And it's just like... Man, and then of course the price of the tickets is just like, all right, I don't make a lot of money as it is, and the last thing I want to spend it on is, yeah. So, yeah. But you know, that's just my personal thing. Like I used to love going to the movies as a kid, but now it's just kind of like, fifteen bucks to go to the movie. Yeah, that would be a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'm good. So, um, but as um. First of all, I want to thank you so much for jumping on here. I really appreciate it. Um, what's kind of the plan moving forward as the pandemic starts, hopefully starts to lift? Like, I mean, about a week ago, we were all very, uh, very uh, hopeful that it would. But now it's just kind of like, eh, I don't know what's going on anymore. You know, yeah. what's kind of the yeah. plan? Um, the plan is hopefully to get out and uh, start doing some more shows locally and start expanding out and, uh, you know, being able to get out on tour a little bit. Yeah. How are things looking in uh, Chattanooga right now? Are they, are 
show are you able to like do smaller shows right now or is it still very most things haven't opened up yet for that there's there have been a few things like um i know puckett's grocery which i know they have those like in nashville um i i saw they're starting to do some live stuff um i haven't seen a whole lot yet so we'll have to kind of see how it goes yeah and some of the places i don't even know if some of the restaurants and things that that would you know that you could go in and play some haven't even opened back up yet so we'll see what happens yeah i know here in texas we've started in central texas at least we've started doing some of the smaller venues they've started opening back up and they'll do they'll bring in like a band once a week nothing like too crazy but like the thing is, is a lot of these smaller bars if we're if we're only operating at twenty five or fifty percent capacity, I forget what we're at right now. Right. You know they have maybe seventy five max capacity, so you're not going to be able to bring in that many people to right to do live shows unless it ha- unless they happen to have like a back bar or something, you know. But you know we'll see what happens. It, yeah, it's going to take time to recover. I think you know. We'll see. Hopefully by next summer, people will start to pick back up, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're, we're dying to get back out on the road. We do, we travel a lot to work with musicians and stuff. And it's just kind of like, usually by now we would have taken another, we do like three yearly trips. And right now we would probably be either on or planning or really close to taking our second trip. And right now it's just like, all right, I really want to go do something, but I can't. Right, exactly. And it's not so much that I don't, that I can't. It's just if we were to go somewhere, not every, like every place is different. Everybody's different. Some people are like, yeah, come on in. We'll, we'll probably be a little bit more distanced, but we'll, you know, we'll do something. And then other yeah. people are like, nope, not at all. You know, it's just personal preferences at this point. Yeah, it is. So. Um, I want to talk about the uh, music video for Unplug and Recharge here a little bit. Yeah. Um, you said you shot that back last summer? Uh, yeah. Um, what, how much, what was kind of the process behind that for you? What was it about this song that you decided to do a music video for it? Um, well, I knew I wanted to release it um, as a single at some point, even if we released it as part of an album or, or whatever, that it would still be, I'd still kind of promote it as a single. So I knew that we wanted to do a video. Um, and that song was just so fun. And it, it just kind of lent itself to coming up with ideas for a video pretty easily. Gotcha. And you shoot it in Chattanooga? Shot it in Chattanooga, yeah. Awesome. How much, um, was it all your creative input or did you hire like some people to kind of take your concept and conceptualize it all yeah no um the whole video was 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 me and my husband actually he shot the whole thing with his uh with his iphone and um then we had a a person that video edited for us um we kind of put the timeline together and said you know we want this video here and this video here and and they kind of put it together and made it look good gotcha yeah did you did you guys make the uh first cardinal mistake that I ever made when uh, making a music video? Uh, I don't know. What was that? (laughs) The first music video I ever made, we didn't take the actual recorded track and play it. 
we just had the band because the whole idea was they were going to be playing like a live set and then we were going to do like intercuts with different things and so it was like you know what we'll just have the band play live because we didn't oh no and so so they played and it didn't match up and the main reason why it didn't match up was they told me as in the middle of editing they're like oh we don't play the song the same anymore than when we recorded it. So there was like an extra whole thing in there. And I'm just like, this isn't going to match up. And they're like, well, just make it work. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) That's easier said than done. (laughs) So like whatever the guitar or the drums would fall out of sync, it's just like, all right cut back to a wide shot or cut over to this randomness over, you know? Exactly. So, and yeah. I almost blew out my eardrums on that one because I had this bright idea. It was a death metal band. And on their drummer, it had the, uh, on their drum kit, the kick drum has that like little escape, the the hole in it to for the air to escape. And I put my camera right up in there because it was all clear and you could see the pedal hitting the kick drum. And I'm like, all right, cool. And so I got up in there and he started playing and I was just like, oh, that was a mistake. Wow. Oh. Yeah. But, you know, that that was my first time ever doing like a music music video. And so it was just exciting times. Yeah. Yeah. You you figure that out really quickly. Though. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, what's um, actually. Serious question. Okay. Pineapple, pineapple pizza, yes or no? No. No? No, not for me. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, what's your uh, current... What's that? I like pineapple, just not on pizza. <laughs> Actually, I've learned to like pineapple juice. I there There's not too many fruits that I can just, like, get over the, the subs or the uh, texture of it. Oh, yeah. So I've started learning to, like, like just drinking the juice raw or whatever. Um, but pineapple juice is actually really good. I, I enjoy it. But, yeah, I like uh, juice, especially if you mix it with some alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is very true. Um, what is your current guilty pleasure song? Current guilty pleasure song. Um, I'd probably say Gabby Barrett's new song called I Hope. I love that song. <laughs> nice. And I'm not familiar with who uh, Gabby Barrett is. Yes, it's a it's a new country song that's been out. Uh, I don't know, maybe a month or two. It doesn't seem like it's been out very long, but it's it's basically um, her basically telling the ex that that he hopes she hopes that he falls in love with this new girl, and she's going on about all these things. You know, so she says, "I hope you're feeling sparks by the end of the drive," and I hope you know she's the one by the end of the night that goes on and at the end of the course and it says and then i hope she cheats like you did on me and i was like oh Oh. got it yeah yeah it is a catchy song yeah awesome um so where can everybody find you online where can they uh find your uh music videos your ep once it releases where can everybody find you online yeah they can find me at brendak.com and uh, I'm on Facebook, Brenda K Music, Instagram and Twitter, also Brenda K Music. Awesome, awesome. 
Um, but I want to thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with us today. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and uh, we will catch you guys later.